0: Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions.
1: Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss. discuss, and dissect. Right. No normal mind can imagine.
0: Just okay, so <laughs> to bring it to a weird tangent within a tangent
2: He's skewed into this tangent
1: and now introducing our hosts the gruesome twosome Mike, Mike and, and Jeremy, Jeremy.
0: <laughs> we are friends of the dead yeah they're dead they're all messed up Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. And today we are honored to have a special guest.
2: Ian Champion, our first returning guest. That's very nice it is to be here too. Second returning guest. Ah, second. Okay. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, Lauren. (laughs) Uh, No, it's awesome to have you back. Um, We're going to talk about cults today. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow,
0: no no segue, just going right into it, huh? <laughs> well,
2: so last time we talked to Ian, uh, we were getting ready for his release of his movie, Sacrilege, mm-hmm. which the timing of the release, unbeknownst to obviously everyone, was horrible. Just because, I, I mean, the world just ended up shutting down like a week later.
0: I think the whole world was surprised that uh, that, that happened, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And it's bizarre. We couldn't have known, could we, when we when we when we started speaking, what was about to happen? We were operating in a bubble, thinking, well, oh. is, the world's just going on as per usual. We didn't know we were about to face what is kind of like, you know, the end times in some people's minds.
2: Yeah. yeah well, sometimes, I mean, if you go to, to like the grocery store and stuff like that, it, that's what it felt like. I mean, yeah, bare shelves and mm-hmm. just it, it was insane.
0: Yeah, it goes to yeah. show you, like some of those apocalyptic movies, when they go into a grocery store and there's like stock shelves with you know toilet paper everywhere. It's like, well, that's yep. not really realistic now, is it? You didn't no, never exactly. thought about stuff like that.
3: No, exactly. It's it was a very strange, very strange period. How, how did you both find it as the as this the last year went on? I, I found it a, a test of patience.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I was out of work for about three months. Mm-hmm. And it, it, yeah, I mean, you get you're you're stuck in your house, other than you know essential trips and yeah, yeah, def, definitely tested patience. I watched a lot of movies though.
3: Yeah, that's that's the upside, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I watched a lot of movies. I mean, for me, it was business as usual pretty much. I had a, like a week off, but school that that's what was a game yes. changer. The kids being home from school, yeah, now just starting to go back, like yes. full time. Not, you know, doing it like this on Zoom.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, that was the definite patience tester right there.
0: <laughs> we were not yeah. meant to be teachers.
3: <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a strange, a very strange period. But hopefully, I mean, in our case, uh, I don't know how it's going to be in, in in America, but in our case, it's a very stepped, gradual process of releasing people back into the world of yeah, of, you know, school we're, kids. We're almost so there. On. Yeah. Yeah. Some some states are pushing, and
0: like Texas, for instance, is about to be 100% open next week. Other states mm-hmm. are still being cautious. So I mean, yeah. we'll see.
3: Yeah. Yes. It's 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 a weird a weird time. How are you guys with with the the vaccines? I mean, I've actually had the first of my COVID vaccines a little uh, early than I was expecting. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to get the second one in 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 May time. How is that working out with with you?
0: Uh so we're still in phase one of the vaccine. Um, I'm el- actually eligible for it, but it's just like impossible to get because once you, yeah, once the appointments are available, they're just all scooped up. You have hundreds of thousands of people online yeah. just trying to get an appointment. So, right, yeah, it's difficult.
3: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm over I'm here, probably not going to get
2: mine until April.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I got mine very early. I mean, the way it works with us is that your 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 GP, your your general practitioner, uh they the surgery actually text messages you and then you go from there and just select the the appointment. And I got mine quite a bit earlier than expected. I mean I'm I'm 52 and I have no underlying health conditions. Normally for people of my age range you uh, would probably get that if you were for example were a carer or or you had underlying health issues. I guess in my case they've sped through the older people that bit quicker so they got to me fairly early, which is which is great. Um and it's you know that it's been a tribute to how brilliant the volunteers and the um NHS National Health Service staff have been it's, it's been fabulous um but yeah yes you know sooner we get in there sooner we get out the other side and sooner we get to return to a bit of normality you know
0: right yeah normal as normal yeah. can be now but yeah. definitely looking forward to Sacrilege which is coming out this
4: month is it? is
3: it March 16th yeah the uh you get the release of it on um uh, video platforms and DVD before we do um, March 16th, you'll have the, uh, Walmart DVD, uh, outlet there. They're, they're getting hold of it. So you will be able to get it at Walmart stores all over the States from the 16th. Uh, it also goes, I believe onto Amazon Prime over there that, that day and other VOD platforms. I'm not sure which ones yet. Uh, we ourselves, we wait until, um, the summertime before we have our own DVD release of it no and kidding. so you're you're getting it first, yeah so yeah what now, why is that like i mean it it it's made in the u k wouldn't you guys get first dibs i I don't know what 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 the what the rationale behind that is I mean it might be that because we have the first release of the movie over here, you didn't get an American cinema release um so maybe that's part of the the the, the thinking that we already had the initial release and then you're gonna get the first um Sort of hard copies of it, it were and, and the streaming version, and then we do that that's a purely a guess though on my part um so but yeah uh, and and uh yeah it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see how it's how it's received uh and it's the first project of of bad blood the first of uh many we hope so well
0: I will be in line at Walmart as soon as they open on
2: that tuesday <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i've i've actually i've been excited my wife has been excited to see it too. Oh, she loved the
3: trailer yeah. so that... mm. have you seen the new one there's there's a, <laughs> there's a new trailer uh that was cut and released a few days ago which is very um it's very fast cut it's a very pacey version of the trailer uh slightly different to the original one so if you haven't seen the seen that that might wet your appetite as well i don't know if, <laughs> i don't know if i saw that i'll have to check that out when we're done mm came out about 8 to 10 days ago, I think it was, uh, on the, the Dread Central uh, website and, I guess, other outlets as well, you know. Yeah. all right, we'll, we'll definitely
0: check that out. So, in honor of Sacrilege's VOD release, we're talking mm-hmm. about cults. Now, Google describes cults as a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. A misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. A cult of personality surrounding the leaders.
3: Mm. Mis- I like the idea of the word misplaced.
0: Yes, right. It is a, it's more of an obsession. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah I, th- there's a, a definition I came across that said uh, a group held together by a shared commitment to a charismatic leader or ideology. Um, yes. yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I suppose you could, you could think, well, what separates a cult from any other organization or, or a group? And it, it seemed to me when I was thinking about this that you could almost I don't know if you'd agree with this, but I, I, it seems like you could almost split cults into three different types, maybe even more. But I was thinking, for example, you've got the New Age libertarian ones, where it's all about just be free, dress how you want sleep with who you want, do what you want. It, it's, it's just like, like the old, um, the, the sort of the, the 70s human potential movement where it was all about just freedom of expression, freedom of ideas. And then you've got the likes of the, the more kind of supernatural, occult ones that, that can go into the realms of Satanism. And then maybe even linked to that, there's also the ones that go more into kind of the social and political realm. If you think about those secret groups that operate within the likes of movies like, for example, I don't know, the Skulls or even the Parallax View, you've got these groups that, that, again, are ruled by an ideology, sometimes even an individual, and they operate under the surface of society with with the same the same rules and the same the same figureheads and the same uh, intent. But it's it's very different to the to the other two.
2: So it's amazing because there's like I looked at. It ton of different cults and mm-hmm. they all cater to almost different types of people. Yeah. Like there's, you know, there's, there's the ones that, that say like, um like Jonestown, like fed on like the, was it like the weak minded or stuff like that. And then you have like the Manson family where they just kind of went after people who are just lost and had nowhere to go. It's like, here, I'll just bring you here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll just live together kind
0: of thing. Right. Well, I think most cults not I wouldn't like to say feed on weak minded, but they're they all benefit from people that are searching for something that have that one thing missing. Like, look at some of these cults have brilliant people that have joined. And it's just that one thing that they can't find in their everyday lives that they go out looking for. And that's what the cult gives them.
3: Do you find when you're watching documentaries or, or or fictional movies that there comes a point when you think, "Why aren't you clever enough to realise you're being totally <laughs> fooled?" Yeah. Um, especially when it's when the when the when the the group leader crosses into the realms of I'm not just going to give you a beneficial world to live in, but by the way, I'm also the living embodiment of Jesus or Buddha or Adam and Eve. It's not that the practices are so great, but it's the fact that also you have to make a massive leap of judgment in believing that I am now somebody else. I am effectively the Messiah. Uh, When when I went to America in 89, um, we were told, be very careful because the Moonies. We're on a massive recruitment drive that that summer. And where we had our orientation for uh, the the summer camps we were all being uh, sent out to, it was opposite a particular hotel. I shouldn't mention their name because I don't know if they've been taken over since and I don't want to besmirch their name, but they actually owned this particular hotel. And we were told, don't go near the hotel and also be very wary of any people that are hanging around like Port Authority Bus Terminal. Because what these guys will do is they, they look for specifically uh white vaguely middle class intelligent looking kids preferably hungry looking bit lost tired and that's the ones they go after. And what they'll do is they'll say, "Oh hi, um, you look lost and and, and tired. Uh, can I help you? Uh, why don't you come with me? I, I've got some friends uh, in a group, uh, and we'd love to to chat to you. You you know, make new friends. We'll we we, we have we have a buffet of, of food for you, and uh, we can talk to you about what we're into. Before you know where you are, you've you've ended up listening to a little lecture, and then you've signed off yourself for a weekend away. And before you know where you are, they've got you." Uh, right. Just, just like a timeshare. Yes. Oh, yeah. God, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The same principle. But you just gradually, at each stage, they hook you in further and further, and then they start applying the rules to you. Um, so yeah, it's 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 the gullible, the the gullible, and like you said, Mike, the the searchers more than people who are stupid. It's that's that thinks the hook, isn't it? It's, it's when somebody is thinking my life has a gap in it, and maybe this can answer the questions I, I've got.
0: Right, yeah. like I, I need some meaning. So where's my purpose? And then they yeah make up a purpose for you.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah. Many times I see documentaries where, uh, for example, I was thinking of the um, most recently the "I Am Not Your Guru," the one that uh, Tony Robbins did. And whenever I've seen documentaries about these charismatic figureheads, not just of cults, but any any sort of therapy organization, the, the the overriding thing that comes across from the audience is they they have stories about being unsuccessful i want to earn more money if i earn more money i'll be i'll be better that's my gap uh, my relationships are crap I, I don't earn enough money it's the need like you say it's the right. need that needs to be fulfilled and maybe you have the secret and i'll do whatever you tell me
2: yeah i mean uh, so we were going to go through you know a few different cults mm. um mike you had kind of like them in chronological order uh-huh
0: uh yeah well it, it's hard to point them in chronological well, order cuz mm. some of these cults are still going on some of them started yeah. earlier than others so i kind of went by end date if we mm. will
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah uh but first according to psychologist steve eichel there are upwards of 10,000 cults operating right now just in the us
3: i heard at one point years ago there were 3,000 just in california And I thought that was interesting from the point of view that California is, of course, is a great center for people being very open to new age ideas. It always has, hasn't it? But 10,000 in America, is it?
2: Actually, that that doesn't surprise me.
3: Goodness.
0: I figure before we kick it off, Jeremy, it looked like you were drinking something special over there. What's that?
2: It's just Kool-Aid.
0: Kool-Aid. Oh, you're (laughs) drinking the (laughs)
2: Kool-Aid. With some vodka.
0: (laughs) I also made myself a special Kool Aid. Ah, very. It's good. It's actually Flavor Aid to uh, make it more yes. authentic.
3: Yes. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing people f- forget. It wasn't. It wasn't Kool Aid. God knows they wouldn't want that publicity, would they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine's just standard orange cordial. Uh, I'm afraid safer, safer that way.
0: But much much safer. I hope you Ooh. poured it
3: yourself. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So I, I figure we kick it off with the, probably the most famous cult the manson family who mm-hmm. yes only ran hard for like two three years not not very long at all but to have such an impact on culture yeah as it did
3: why do you think that is
0: i i think probably just because of the uh the actual people that died right i mean sharon tate yeah. was probably the fam- most famous actress of that time and
2: it's and. and it really i mean all they were was just just a bunch of people hanging out and from what i got from from reading all dennis wilson had to do was give the dude a record deal maybe none of this Mm would have happened
0: well yeah yeah i I like so that that is a common thread in in a lot of these cults is you got failed science fiction writers you got failed musicians but all charles manson had to do was take some notes you know absorb the criticism and he right. could have actually been a rock star. He actually had some great songs. Uh, Look at your game, girl is very, very catchy. Yeah, mm-hmm. the song that the Beach Boys did, "Never Learn Not to Love," mm-hmm. I mean, that may have started the murder spree, but that's a really good song. But
3: just as a sidebar, I mean, I guess I guess David Koresh was was something of a, a self self proclaimed, uh, you know missing rock star wasn't he he always thought that yeah. that was his true calling uh as a sort of sidebar but <clears throat> i saw some of his stuff and he wasn't bad either
0: no he had he had some good stuff too but so in hindsight like like i said the uh, the beach boy song if you listen to that it is really creepy and really dark and mm-hmm. yeah i mean look at the the words so it ceased to resist but i mean the original lyric was ceased to exist submission is a gift give it to your lover. And what really made Mar- uh, Marilyn Manson, Charles Manson mad was that they changed brother to lover and it mm-hmm. sounded a little less culty, but yeah. that may have sparked that last bit of that last straw for the camel's back for
2: him. Now, was that off Pet Sounds? I believe so. Pet
3: Sounds is a, no, yeah, 2020. So oh, okay. I was going to say oh, okay. Pet Sounds is a, is a wonderful, wonderful album. But, uh, I mean, I suppose, yeah, go back to what you were saying about, about, um, about Sharon Tate, yeah, I suppose with with the 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 Tate Labianca murders, they were the first. Were they the first example of of celebrities being killed by by what amounted to to to, to serial killers? Or do you think that yeah, if, if without without the celebrity of his victims. Or I should say not his, but his followers' victims, because it's a it's right. a misnomer, isn't it? People think that he was there. And of course he orchestrated it, but he didn't he didn't show up at the murder scene and and, and carry it out. Would would they have had the same notoriety if their victims had been regular members of the public? Probably, probably not. not. They probably no.
0: would have just looked like a bunch of hippies, crazy hippies yeah. living have out you on uh, Spawn Ranch.
3: Have you seen the movie uh, of it's very long, but the movie of Helter Skelter? No. It yeah, focuses very yeah, much yeah. on the court case. Yeah, it's 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 very much a, it's almost done as a documentary in a sense. You've got Steve back as as uh, Manson, um, which of course the minute you see him, you 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 realize of course how tiny he was. This guy's a very 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 diminutive as a as a person. So you can think, well, this little guy with this immensely you know, uh, piercing stare. How is it that he managed to to hold these young women? In such thrall, I think what the film does really well, it gets very bogged down in the in the court case, but what it does show you is is exactly the level of control he had over them, and it's 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 kind of mystical, no idea what it was that that, that he had, but it, to the point where they would literally do anything for him, even carrying out a murder. That's that's covered very well by the movie.
2: Yeah, I mean he I mean he was obsessed with being the center of attention. Oh, yeah. so, I don't know if it was him just constantly demanding that attention, they just gravitated to him or whatever charisma that he had
0: well yeah so he obviously charismatic but he'd been in and out of prison and foster homes since he was a child i mean like you said he was very short so he kind of had like a napoleon complex so he kind of had to like you know puff out his his chest and put on this kind of this persona
3: yeah yeah apparently in in meatloaf's autobiography he said that at one point he actually picked up manson as a hitchhiker Yeah. Uh, (laughs) To give him a lift somewhere, which is a little unfortunate, but certainly, you know, it makes a good little story.
0: Yeah. So he was just in the right place at the right time, I feel, or the right place at the wrong time, because that's almost how Dennis Wilson got mixed up with them. He picked up a couple of the girls because he was a fan of the the ladies. Mm -hmm. And that's how he got intertwined into that whole circle.
2: Now, didn't he have, he ended up meeting Jimmy Page too, didn't he? All right. I th- I thought no, I had it's... read that, like he had had a couple meetings with him or, or whatever. Because I know Jimmy Page is big into like the occult and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't know if I could have misread, but I thought that was something too. Yeah, see, that's one of those. I I don't know if Manson really was into the
0: occult or he was just kind of like making up these stories as he went along. Like for instance, the Beatles came out and that was huge. I think they might have just right. been tripping on acid, and he kind of just made up this whole apocalyptic race war. Let's go get some dune buggies, hide out in the desert because Helter Skelter is coming. Helter Skelter yeah. was a an amusement park ride. It was a big slide. I don't know how he turned it into what he <laughs> did. Isn't it the
3: case that the song Piggies of theirs was the one that inspired him to refer to getting the pigs and, and daubing that on the wall? It was a reference, to, again, to the album track that he was seeing. He was reading stuff into the album lyrics.
0: I, th- I think that too, but I think that was also him planting... <laughs> Um, you know, like a false flag that this might have been an African American mm. that actually yes. perpetrated oh, these yes. crimes. So I think it was him just trying to stoke the fire.
3: What did you think about the way they that uh, Tarantino used it in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? How he he bled that into the into the into the movie?
0: So it probably, I mean, besides uh, Death Proof, might be the closest we get to a Quentin Tarantino horror movie. That segment yeah. there. Hmm. Very if eerie, you, well, very cool.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think I didn't do it. Yeah, I think nailed very well the um the, the again the obsession of of his of his compound at the Spawn Ranch and how and how devoted the girls were to him. And I think it it kind of made sense that you see very little of him as a, as a figure. It focuses on on their worship of him rather than anything right. else. And uh, yeah, well, that was
0: probably more important. I mean, the the family itself was more powerful than Manson. I mean, Manson mm-hmm. was like the you know, he was the, the puppet leader, or the. Yeah. But, I mean, he was he was nothing. Without his family, without his followers, everyone likes to say he was a serial killer. He was this and that, but he might have only killed one person, a drug dealer named Lotsa Papa. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wasn't he jailed ultimately for underage sex? wasn't Wasn't that the thing they they busted him on? Um,
0: yeah, I I think maybe a stolen car or something. Yeah, it was completely unrelated to the yeah. actual Cuz I
3: read his autobiography when I was a teenager. Um and I think he'd, he you know he made a reference to how uh, he, he wasn't apologetic about it at all. He said that it was something along the lines of oh it set me it set me to rights with the world or, or or something. Uh which doesn't really <laughs> help his case. But <laughs> um but I mean that that's an important point though you made there when you say about how um uh in in terms of his of his charisma he's a, he's a nothing of a person if you think about it one of the problems that a a cult leader has is that they can only really exist with other people uh they are, if you, if a if a cult leader is washed up on a desert island and there's nobody else there he's effectively just a ghost because without without a following he's nothing like you say he he needs followers to reflect him to to for, for to to carry out his actions and for him to feel to for him to feel superior. He's got to have acolytes out there that are doing his bidding. Without that, he's just one he's just one guy. And then that, that seems to be a, a really important thing with, with 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 the trajectory of how these these guys begin. They then they, they start off by building a following and then there's a... I, I was thinking about the, the sort of trajectory that a cult leader goes through. And a lot of them seem to fall into the same the same pattern. Uh, in terms of how they how they carry out their their professional career as a as a as a cult leader, um, if you consider that they start off, you know, with this idea of um, come and join us. It's a wonderful free environment. Uh, you know, we will give you everything you want. There are no rules. It's absolutely wonderful. And then, bit by bit, as they start to get used to their power, um, then. They they start to invent rules and restrictions. Don't they? And they sort of say, well, okay, here's what you are allowed to do, and here's what you must abstain from. And then from there, you then set in this this whole idea of the hypocrisy that they have, where it's like, okay, now I'm expecting you to follow my rules, but I'm not going to follow them. If I want you to abstain from from having sex, that's you. I get away with it. I get away with having my pick of the women. I can also drink heavily, but you must abstain from alcohol. And then it, it sort of develops in, in from there into that, that becomes a justification for their specialness as a, as a person. And then it devolves down into paranoia and then isolationism. And then before you know where you are, you end up with groups that either end up in a, an awful siege or a suicide pact. Uh, yeah. There seems to be like a definite path that a lot of these guys seem to seem to go through, and a lot of it is down to human weakness.
0: Yep, I agree. Yeah, totally. And I, I feel like if it wasn't for the murders and the the crime, this this could mm-hmm. have been a good cult. Just yep. a bunch of hippies. I, I, I mean, he, <laughs> really? yeah. besides, besides him begging for everyone's attention, he kind of let everyone live you know right. sort of free
2: because i mean people people have said i mean really the cult only spent like you said spanned over a couple of years yeah but it was like the first one person said like the first year was fantastic and then not so basically much. yeah then you know things got a little a little more hairy
3: i was i was reading about um uh, in preparation for this i did some more background work on some of the the cults that are fascinating i didn't realize for example with um the people's temple i didn't realize that that jim jones initially began the group um with with a integration in mind he was a great advocate of of integrated yeah. society I, I was actually i was actually very surprised by that because i mm. actually I found on amazon
2: prime it was like a three hour episode uh, show it was called new age new age cults uh-huh and yeah he was very big advocate for you know equality um, mm. social justice and all like you know big advocate for like the black community and stuff like that i'm like this guy doesn't actually sound that bad
0: so great segue into the next cult people's temple which started around 1955 and went until obviously september 18th 1978 but yeah it's he kind of started out a good guy doing great things for equality i mean all of these things were for his own good, for his own benefit, yeah. Right? But he did a lot to to help for a little while.
2: No, I was gonna say, like, you know, extremely smart guy.
1: Mm. Um,
2: I believe he graduated early from you know whatever whatever school. Very big into religion, mm-hmm. although I, I I believe I read that he was also a Marxist.
3: Yes. Yeah, like yeah, a big it,
2: follower of Karl Marx.
3: Yeah, I didn't realize again in looking at because I'd I'd focus so much because it's, it's one of the, the the cults I've been fascinated by the most. But what I'd never looked at really is his background as a young man, that he um yeah. he he was targeted by the FBI because he and his mother were were, were both attending um, communist meetings, so he had a lot yeah. of sympathy for the little the little guy or the persecuted guy under under the McCarthyite regime. So you can you can imagine from that, okay, how difficult is it then for a guy? To go from feeling like he's persecuted for his beliefs in that respect to then develop a group which operates on that level of paranoia and, 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 and shifts to an end time philosophy. You can see the seeds of that kind of thing of somebody being driven to a, a, a belief system that is not the mainstream uh, and feels, and feels that, that, that us versus them mentality right back as far as being a, a young man.
2: You know, I read that he was, you know, kind of a Marxist and then you know he thought Russian communism was kind of like the way to go. Yeah. The only other thing I can help to think of is like who else was kind of like that? And then you know, <laughs> I go straight to Lee Harvey Oswald, where it's yeah. like Hmm.
0: But Lee Harvey Oswald was not charismatic.
3: Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. No. No, it's, it's an unfortunate unfortunate one.
0: No, so Jim Jim Jones was charismatic and he ended right. up. Brushing elbows with some some powerful people, people in politics, people yep. in like uh, you know big celebrities, before he ended up isolating everyone to North Guyana. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, I was gonna say like he ended up taking out a loan for like a, this this new like church, the new People's Temple, and um, as I guess like he was also kind of like losing his faith and becoming agnostic, but like so it was almost like he didn't believe what he was preaching i guess i don't know if i'm if i'm reading that wrong but like you know people just kind of flocked to him
0: No, yeah i, yeah. I believe he lost faith early on but he used everyone else's faith to right. kind of progress his own mission
3: yeah i think yeah. it's one of the most complex of the of the leaders i think i don't think it's uh a coincidence that he in terms of what happened with him, I suppose if you were to go into the, the plot of it, in terms of ultimately the tragedy of 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 Guyana and what instigated the, the the suicide pact. Um yeah, you could see this is a this is a man who had you know, real problems in practicing what he preached. Uh, if he preached abstinence, he was both of, of of sex and of alcohol, he wasn't practicing either of those in his in his own life. And it was it was a struggle for him to hold on to Sobriety, I think, as as the as the group went on, much less the paranoia that ended up uh, feeding him. But yeah, apparently he was charismatic, wasn't he? I mean, he was he was a, 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 a an ordained minister, and I think a couple of different churches. So obviously he'd have had the the means of being able to 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 convince people in, in you know extemporaneous speeches to appeal to to their their um, inner inner needs. Yeah.
0: Right, and there are a lot of videos you can watch if you want to hear some of his speeches. I mean, some of them are just rambling, but that's, that's toward the end when uh, I think amphetamines took their toll. At this time, we will receive our offering. Would you do me the kind favor because I'm not feeling my fingers or my lips and I'm speaking somehow I don't know how. <laughs> but uh, it's a kind of a strange feeling that I went through. First, it was vomit, uh, vomitus. And enormous pain gastric pain but as i said it never caused me to get off my feet you say well why do they do that to you my do you need to ask why they do that to me they that live godly in christ jesus shall suffer persecution they shall revile you. They shall say all manner of things falsely against you. They shall do unto them everything that they wish to do and even kill you thinking they do God a service. And if you're not getting persecution, you're not living godly. So I have my
4: credentials. What about you?
0: I mean, you see him. He's wearing the sunglasses to hide his bloodshot eyes. But yeah, yeah. like he forebode drug use, but he was popping amphetamines all day. Then he would take a tranquilizer to go to sleep. He banned sex outside of marriage, but he was banging females and males, like whatever he pleased. He was doing right. Yeah. He
2: de- he literally declared that he could have sex with anybody that he wanted, whenever he wanted. I mean, it was just, I mean, obviously all about the power.
0: When you know, with him, I believe he's he set up a group to schedule his mm-hmm. affairs, if you will.
4: Mm-hmm. It's
3: part that's part of the dark twist, isn't it? You can say, well, okay, there's nothing wrong with a with a group leader advocating that you should do this, that and the other. When they start to then not practice it themselves and then they start to start to uh, instigate paranoia amongst their members and have them spying on each other and then the group has to then justify amongst themselves, okay, he's not doing the same thing he's, he's, he's uh, preaching. So then we've got to justify, oh, that's because he's special. So then, it, it almost crystallizes the belief system even more. The idea that the belief system is so strong, and his role as the leader is so strong that he is allowed to not even practice what we have to, and that marks him out as even more special. It's a, it's a really insidious belief system. Um, yeah, it's 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 very it's a very murky area, and obviously the with what happened with the um, the U.S. congressman Leo Ryan that that yeah. that came out with the NBC crew. That's a, a, a an awful an awful turn of events, I don't know if that's something you wanted to to go into as well. I actually forgot to write
2: his name down, but
3: yeah, I was going to start getting into
2: that like you know after mm. it,
3: they moved they created
2: Jonestown,
3: yeah,
0: now, now how crazy is that his followers were so loyal they literally went to a different continent to follow him yeah. into the jungle
3: mm mm-hmm.
2: well, well but before that, I mean well first of all, I mean like I guess you know he had this public persona of you know this great guy he's you know very outstanding citizen or whatever but i guess behind closed doors he was kind of like a tyrant but i mean he was getting his followers most of them most of the loyal ones they were like elderly like the elderly type i mean they were signing over social security checks like yeah. their savings accounts like their homes like they were giving everything to this guy
4: mhm
3: that's yeah. part of the control isn't it that you 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 give you are asked to give a tithe of some sort, which I think a lot of religions ancient religions have done it's just you know it 's a certain amount of your income but when you're when you're signing over all your worldly possessions yeah. to the group, that then ties them that thing doesn't it about about severing your connection with your families. One of the key principles of a right. of a really you know malevolent cult is that not only do you give your entire income over to the the group and your attention, but you've got to shun everybody else from your former life in order to make right. sure that nothing interferes with our system of belief that, exactly. that, that, that you must have. Uh, you, must, you must get rid of all of that outside influence so you can then isolate within, within our, our little bubble.
2: And, and then just, just to test their loyalty, I mean, he, he set up a fake mass suicide. A few times.
3: Yeah. Oh, is this the White Knights they're referred to? There's yes. some reference to the uh, white yeah. knights that so that were like almost like rehearsed the rehearsed suicide attempts where he 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 he'd say to people okay the, the, this this drink that you have is poison it turned out it was not
4: right mm.
2: basically yeah and I think that's right around the time they moved to South America and you know created Jonestown but then yeah con- the, the congressman shows up and. He wanted them to show that oh everything's great everything's everybody's happy they people want to be here and you know and all that stuff and then I believe what they had him they had him killed as he was trying to leave.
0: They chased him to the airport
3: when he was at the right there on the runway. Initially, it started out what seemed to be a really well-handled public relations exercise. Where when he went to the compound, he was he attended a big meal, and the members were all giving the the fixed grin of "This is a wonderful place, isn't it?" And then I think one of the members passed him a note saying, "Please, for God's sake, get me the hell out of here." And he and he ended up in exactly. a. Exactly. It took about 15, 15 members, I think, or there's a party of fifteen. There was a certain number of members that came with him. They got to the airport. I think they were mounting the plane and then a Jeep showed up with the, with members of the group, yep. started shooting them, killed him, killed, I think, an NBC cameraman, who I think captures some footage. Yep. I've seen it on a Storyville documentary. You can see some footage of the, it might even be the approach of the Jeep. And, yeah, he's actually, yeah. you know, a US congressman killed on enemy soil. That's, that's an, an, an amazing, uh, monstrous kind of, uh, it's almost an act of war in a sense, isn't it, if you think about it?
0: Right, And that's what he used to initiate the final white night ceremony. He's like, "All right, yeah. well, we did this, so now they're gonna come back at us, and I'm going, so you're all coming with me. Let's drink yes. the flavor aid. right. Yeah. so
2: I mean, basically they gave them syringes with no needles, and um
0: well, that was for the children, so they they made it yeah. the, they basically parents squirted the syringes for the kill the children, killed them first. And yeah, 918 people died. I think a little over 300 of that were children. Yeah. It was the greatest single loss of American civilian life until 9-11.
2: And, and in that show, I mean, they they played I mean, obviously there was no no video but I mean, they played the audio
4: and oh, it was, yes.
2: I had to stop it like, or fast forward, I like I, I mean, I'm there's, exactly there's the same. Screaming and all this stuff. It, it,
0: but then, then again, there's people like singing and cheering and like till yeah. the very end they they were still with it they were with those ideas and it's very very creepy
3: i remember yeah. listening to that the, some of that footage in the in the 90s it, it is it's 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 i think if you're a, yeah. anyone listening to this who's interested in that particular group only approach that audio footage if you're feeling very very secure and safe if you're if you're feeling at all vulnerable yeah. don't listen to it, it it's very right. very harrowing yeah uh,
0: yeah very dark mm also, on that on that same note, it, when we were talking about music, uh, their choir is amazing. They do a, right? a, co- a cover of <laughs> Earth, Wind & Fire. That's the way of the world, and it's beautiful. And they have a kids' choir doing a Welcome, I'm Able. That's a little creepy because it's a kids' choir, but even the kids' <laughs> yeah. choir is put together so well. It's I, mm-hmm. I wish they would have used their power and moved yeah. in a different direction because it's very
2: sad just gonna say that it's believed that that jim jones never actually drank or took the stuff
0: no he might have just shot himself or yeah, had so. ordered someone else to shoot him yeah. no but there, yeah. there was uh there was cyanide in his blood oh there was i think he just didn't want to wait till it killed him gotcha I,
3: yeah i thought it, i thought it, from what i'd read it was um uh, a self-inflicted gunshot wound or or or, 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 a, or a pistol wound of, of yeah, see, some that's sort that's
2: what i that's what i had i had read. yeah I
3: mean, yeah.
0: it, it could be, but I mean, w- we'll never know. I'd right. like to think he kind of pussied out at the end and he, and he couldn't even pull the trigger.
3: Yeah, there's a few survivors, isn't there, that you speak to in the in a couple of the, the, the documentaries I've seen. There are a handful of, of actual survivors. Um, yeah,
0: I was watching yeah. an interview last night with, with this uh, older woman, and, and it's crazy to think, like, now she's older, but this is, what, 1978? She must have been... You know, obviously young at that point and escaped through the jungle to tell her story. And she was like, heartbroken. She's like, yeah, like everyone always likes to say Jim Jones and his followers, but really it was nine, 918 people and this other asshole that died.
2: Yeah. yeah. Did they say how many survivors there were?
0: I think it was 22. It, yeah. it, it, was, it wasn't many. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's, it's thankfully there are some that, that are able to be to be witnesses. But it's interesting, though, isn't it? When you look at the, the, the timeline, a lot of these groups, how many of them seem to be at the strongest point around the sort of early 70s? If you look at the groups like the Children mm. of God or, or, or Heaven's Gate. It seems that there's definitely something in that period when people, I guess, in the fabric of society are questioning everything around them, just like movies were you look at you look at the, the films like the french connection and the candidate and the parallax view and these like movies that questioned authority and it's almost like the fabric of, of of all the authority systems you thought were in place and would look after you don't
2: well I mean if you look look at like children of god like mm-hmm. they're still around yes i mean they they're called the family international now but yeah. i mean they're 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 still going
0: yeah they just they just had to adapt with the times I mean, there's there are still many many cults going strong. It's just a different type of cult.
2: Yeah. So I actually went to their website. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, they. What are they doing? You didn't <laughs> sign up, did you? So I. I mean, I'm, I'm leaving Thursday. So you're gonna be on your own. Do I get to keep
0: all your stuff? Because you can't bring your stuff, right?
2: <laughs> I don't think I can bring my stuff. No. But I'm. But I mean, most of the the um, controversy with them was with David Berg. Yeah. You see what that guy looks like?
3: I haven't seen pictures of him.
2: So he looks (laughs) like, I don't know if I can pull it up on my phone, but he looks like Chris Elliott in Scary Movie 2.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay, so quite a character.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh my. I mean, it's, I don't know if you can really. No. No, you can't see.
3: All right. But
2: anyway, mm -hmm. but yeah, all I can see is his mangled little hand mashing potatoes. He's a creepy dude.
3: I didn't realize I'd read uh, about um, the 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 Phoenix family siblings being brought up in the group. I didn't realize that Rose McGowan had been born into the into the the group. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a series of documentaries I've just managed to get hold of now. Um, is it Citizen Rose? It's a four part documentary about mm-hmm. her life, and I don't know whether it ties in as well with the Me Too movement of which she was a, uh, I think, one right. of the original. Uh, people to to speak out, but I think it deals with her with her childhood. Within that, but mm. but um, yeah, the the way in which the uh, the River Phoenix and and Joaquin and their siblings are brought up, and the, the damage that they inflicted on them, uh, I think that they're one of the most nefarious groups. I think in terms of sexual practices, um, right? Well,
2: he was, he, I believe he was like molested a lot as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, David Berg, and right. he kind of continued that practice especially with you know underage underage kids and stuff like that yeah Yeah. abuse Uh, and perpetuating cycles it's
3: a i mean he tried to do a bit of a damage limitation exercise didn't he later on by saying look there there are practices in our group which we we don't condone anymore so let's just have let's just you know make sure that's not practiced but i noticed also that he was that their their group is what is the one that um initiated the concept of flirty fishing as we know it which is, of course, yeah. you see in in split image with with Karen Allen's character, the the friendly face who entices the boy into the group with with her charms, uh, perfectly innocent seeming, but. So I actually found a lot of similarities between that. Unnamed, like
2: they didn't really have. I mean, they were, it was just called like, was it Homeland or something like that?
0: Community yes. rescue is
3: where... They yes, they <laughs> There's a that's a euphemism. Yeah, <laughs> so, An so that, one.
2: I mean, I saw a lot of similarities between that and like the children of god thing because i was watching mm-hmm. something on netflix i think it was mm-hmm. and it you know very you know they all come out and they're singing and they're dancing and they you know everyone's singing kumbaya and everything um but it's funny when danny's character gets there you can like right away he's like all right what the fuck is this like what's yeah. happening right now? <laughs> like I yeah, don't understand.
0: I, I love that that he was questioning it because you always think right. of
2: who would join a
0: cult like this, and right. he's the guy. Like with the head on his shoulders that he's like every step of the way, he's
3: like, no, nah, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. When he walks into the workshop and says, okay, <clears throat> this is a cult, isn't it? Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> right exactly. Right up. You know, if you get it, if you get a kid in there who is basically is a very naive soul, then what you're saying is you're, you're insulting the intelligence of the young kids that often get sucked into this. This is a right. guy who's got that cynical sense of humor as a, as a, as a weapon. But even he gets taken in because they find his pressure points right. and they know how to do it. But did you find as well I thought it was quite funny the way that when he arrives at the compound and the kids are spilling over the steps, I thought, My God, it's the I'd like to teach the world to sing Coke advert. <laughs> it really is. It's just I just thought what a what a wonderful idyllic picture of this of these right. of these young, sexy, vibrant people think who wouldn't be you know love bombed uh, into submission by by that at, at some point they seem so wholesome and so appealing and so right. and so healthy uh you know it's it's yeah right. it's I mean, very insidious
2: and you can like i mean obviously they didn't have like the whole like sexual like aspect to it actually it seemed like they were kind of against that
3: i think the weak, one weakness of the film is it, it it didn't really show you what what neil kirkland the the, the head of the group's Ulterior motive is you right. didn't really feel you, you know where is it was often these things you 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 find that at some point you'll find out what their darker purpose is or what they're doing behind the scenes. with him, there's none of that. Uh, you, you don't get to see anything of 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 what is uh, uh, any machinations by him, other than that very subtle stuff to do with when he realizes that Danny and and Amy are getting too close. He wants to send Danny off to the compound in Denver just to get him out of the picture. But you never see anything right. really, really dark and 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 dubious that that he does. He's a, he's a little more of a cipher than that, which which is a, which is unusual. But I guess the film wanted to focus on the relationship between Danny and him, and Danny and his family, and danny and pratt the, the the deprogrammer yeah
0: right but there there were a lot of really nice touches in the movie though like when they're all in the cafeteria everyone has a picture of kool-aid i don't know if yes. you guys noticed that yeah i
2: didn't notice that
3: yeah and the fact that the uh, the diet has no protein in as well that's an important thing as well because it's breaking down the resistance
0: yeah he could to keep everyone a little weak yeah Right. Yeah,
3: that's it. That's oh, it. So trust very... us,
0: we're giving you the nutrients you need. Yeah. Uh yeah. the Jackal and Hyde movie that they're watching and yeah. how everyone gives the same duality speech.
3: I you know what? That's, I was thinking. That's a huge when I, when I, thing. Yeah, that reminded me when I watched that again last night. It reminded me of that sequence in The Devil Rides Out, when when um the the Duke and Rex attend the uh the the meeting of Makata's cult. And everyone's playing the same party line. of I wonder if we'll have a good meeting tonight. I want, and they're all spouting the same stuff about the the position of the stars in heaven. You think, yeah, it's it's all designed to be like a. They're all playing a a game of spouting the same uh, officially approved party line, so that nobody will think there's anything more dodgy than 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 that. Whereas actually, it's about in the split image cult's case, trying to bring in the the, the new members and present this this uh, this thing of engaging them with exactly the same exactly the same um approach to all of them exactly the same line as it were yeah
0: right and they were right. using exactly the same wording the same sentence but the whole duality thing that that really struck out to me because i took a trip up to salem when uh, the satanic temple opened up there right i mean my friend just you know took a little tour and they were very heavy on on duality the, the yeah. light and the dark the left and mm-hmm. the right yeah very creepy
3: yeah I guess that ties in with this, I suppose the thing that the leaders tying into this idea of, well, our job is to focus on the on the light and de emphasize the dark. You must not give in to the dark. I can, uh, but you must not. You must be creatures of the uh, of the light and, and, and pure. I'll I'll handle the darker stuff. Because what people don't realise is that right. he's this guy guy's giving into that stuff. Uh he's not f- shying right, away exactly. from it. He's doing it in private himself. That that's his own motives. But then then you have guys
2: like Marshall Applewhite from Heaven's Gate, who mm-hmm. kind of like the exact opposite, where you know, you have to abstain from this, you have to abstain from that. So I believe he like did that because so he wouldn't indulge his own um demons.
3: Right. He was conflicted, wasn't he, from what I gather.
2: Yeah. And a lot of people uh
0: self castrate in that cult. Mm-hmm going the extra mile (laughs) yes
3: (laughs) i think also he was uh it seemed like in his younger life he was very conflicted about his sexual identity and i think he's one of those leaders that that tries to project his own i don't want to say warped but his own his own particular narrow view of the world he projects that then onto his members um and uh i guess also maybe after his wife and their members members Yes, <laughs> the unkindest cut of all, but um, they're, they're a particularly sad one to me. I think I think they're they're probably the most poignant one in in a way because I think of the the yep. gentility of that of that couple. I mean, how many cults do you get that are run initially by a couple? It's usually by one right. male figurehead. And this is a a very gentle seeming couple, and the, the the degree to which when the members then. Uh, Took their own lives. The that awful poignancy of of how they did it. Uh, there's on YouTube. I think there's there's footage you can see of the um, video testimonies of the members yeah. uh, to their families. I, I've never been able to sit and watch one. I was I'm, I'm I was working on a screenplay which deals with a, uh, a a cult, and at some point I will sit down. But from what the clips I've seen on documentaries, there's that thing, isn't it, of them saying it's all good. I'm perfectly fine. Don't don't worry about me. I'm, yeah. I'm going to a I'm going to a better yeah. place.
4: Hi, I'm sorry. We, uh, just, you know, we're interviewing a number of people just to see a number of people express some interest in saying something on camera to the people that might, you know, get this tape. And, uh, we just wondered if, you know, if you had anything particularly you wanted to say to people.
1: Well, I just want to let everyone know how lucky and happy I feel to be here and let you know that what we're about to do is certainly nothing to think negatively about. We're all choosing our own free will, go to the next level with T and Doe, right. And they are certainly not what the media is going to paint them out to be. I never got to meet T in this incarnation in her human vehicle, but I can tell you that Do is the most special, dignified, unhuman, objective person that you can ever meet. That's right. He's helped us so much and put up with so much and never done anything that seemed even close to the way a human
3: would respond. Uh, and it's, it's 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 very hard to watch that because they're so they're so deluded and there's no there's no worry there's no they're not being manipulated they're not being brainwashed they genuinely do believe they're they're evolving to a better to a better plane of, of existence and and it was done in such a i suppose in this way a, a, a sort of gentle gentle way it's 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 very uh, difficult to to um to to you know to understand and and the way in which their bodies were left the neatness on the on the uh the bunk beds of how they how they died, how that was carried out in in waves, is 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 very, it is it's very poignant actually. How that how that was, how that aftermath was 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 set
2: up, and and they all had like Nike shoes on. They all had like was like five dollars in their pocket.
0: All right, so yeah. All right, so, he- Heaven's Gate ran from nineteen seventy four to March nineteenth, nineteen ninety seven. On paper, I mean, you could still go to their website. They're they're still going. But yeah, so they yeah. all had uniform black tracksuits, Nike yes. Decades, which they yeah. only wore because they got a deal on them.
3: <laughs> I read that. I that made me laugh in the most ghoulish way, but it's uh, an unfortunate thing. Yeah. But yes, <laughs> even even at the midst of a suicide pact, you've got to get a good deal. So they, they had got So they probably spent
0: a lot of money on their armbands yeah. that read Heaven's Gate Away Team. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
4: That's yeah.
0: that's kind of dark but the the five dollars and seventy five cents that they each had in their pocket is actually a reference to uh Huck Finn because according to that book that's the cost to ride the tail of a comet to heaven
2: ah uh, yes so
0: that was more they believed a- didn't they
3: that they were they were going to be uh picked up by a spaceship that was in the tail of the the Hallibop comet that was that was the that was yes. that was their next level. It was going to be being beamed essentially up to this 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 spaceship. Did you read also that uh, something else I hadn't realized is that added to that that away team reference to Star Trek that one of their members was the brother of Nichelle Nichols, who played Uhura. He was one of the he was one of oh, the really? the the yes, um, I can't remember his name, but yes, he he was Nichelle Nichols' brother. He was one of the thirty odd uh members who 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 took their own lives. Um but yeah that they're are the only example I know of, of a of a kind of a UFO based cult as as, as such. Um, yeah well they also him and his and his wife were they married um Bonnie Nettles
2: were they yeah. married? I, I can't Don't remember.
3: know. They were certainly life partners. Um yeah
2: right
0: it might have might more have been a spiritual bonding.
2: But mm, the, you, you know d- they said they came from outer space and you know they just took human form. And <laughs> yes
0: as Doe and peep
3: yes Doe and, do and peep mm. you do uh, wonder don't you whether whether when she died to what extent he sort of untethered himself and gradually started to lose something of of, of his of his mind uh in, in, you know and uh because you know when you have when your life partner does Pass on. There must be a difficulty of well, how do you then justify the rest of your life? What do you then do when there's people looking up to you that you're responsible for? How does that then feed into your 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 belief system? Well,
2: well, I know like when when she died, the members started to kind of question like, all right, is this real?
0: Yeah, and that's when I think he started to like, all right, maybe we should get the end game a a little bit closer uh, and, and start ramping that up.
2: He kept preaching that you know, you know we're basically extraterrestrials and we're beyond death like we, we we can avoid death and then when she died of brain cancer they they're just like all right red flag well they kind
0: of wrote that into their ideology
3: yeah, yeah. it's that that that's an aspect of of cults that is interesting isn't it the the thing of how do you handle the PR <laughs> uh possible trap when <laughs> when the leader who's supposed to be immortal like l ron Hubbard Dies. How do you then spin that? Uh, in the case of Scientology, well, he right. was—he left—he left his vehicle, or he went to—he left this mortal body to continue his work mm-hmm. in a different place. Um, it's how it's how you spin that, so it still fits into your philosophy. Uh, when when your exalted leader, who's seemingly immortal, dies of, of probably something very very ordinary, uh, how do you how do you put a spin on that?
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's exactly what he did. So basically, we're in a classroom here on planet Earth and when bonnie died she just graduated early to ascend to the next level above human and that's mm. what they were all they were all still learning they weren't ready to ascend yet so i think that was the the bullshit line that he used on them
3: yeah right yeah it's 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 I don't know how many how many groups like that do end in in suicide pacts there's not that there's not that many I'd like you say some of them are still going so they they are self they're self perpetuating they're not designed to have an end an end date of any sort the other thing I find amusing as well is is the degree to which sometimes in in the background of cult leaders there is there is a questionable history in terms of their uh their credibility um I mean we, we, I mean no disrespect at all to to the Mormon faith uh but you look at Joseph Smith and and the fact that he was a, a convicted fraudster you look at the guy who founded Nexium who was a convicted uh what was he uh uh an embe- an embezzler a or a financial racist. fraudster. and but and also yeah also uh guilty of of yeah. financial uh, uh mismanagement as well
2: and actually oddly enough I happened to catch this morning that his, as of yesterday, like, his defense team just bailed on him.
3: Oh, really? Mm.
2: Yeah. I mm. thought that was odd that that just happened to pop up on my on my thing. It was just like, ah, Kevin Rainier's, like, a uh, lawyer
3: leaves him it doesn't help their credibility does it when that when that happens <laughs> um, yeah No. It, 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 it's uh, i mean it was it famously i know it 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 rose up to bite him you know years later but when L. Ron hubbard said uh the fastest way to make a million dollars is to start your own religion uh, and the the fact that his mm. his faith is uh, is based on science fiction principles um i mean i have to be careful with scientology because my profession is is one of the ones that's that's um Visibly susceptible to it, uh, probably because partly the the, yeah. the 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 celebrity aspect of it. Um, but I'm, I'm prepared to believe that with with the groups like Scientology that their their technology, their their tech as they call it, has some benefits. Uh, I, I understand that the the high speed learning techniques they teach are very good. Um, apparently, their work for on dyslexics is very good. Uh, can be very beneficial. Yeah. It's just the other. It's just the degree to which. Other things happen and the, their system is put in place that does other things to people that, that's, that's you know, questionable. Because wasn't Scientology a, a group that you, that you wanted to talk about in some way.
2: That one is probably the biggest like celebrity following. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the list is a mile long.
3: You could, you could argue that David Miscavige and his group were, were ahead of the curve on social media. If you think that the Celebrity Centre was set up well before the era of social media influencers, they, they, they you know decades ago got with the idea of, look, if you want to get more people in there, we need poster, poster children who are out there who are visible role models. as many celebrities as we can get so the more we have the more we'll recruit thinking by by um association well this person is a member and they're successful therefore the the latter was because of the former (laughs) you know uh it could be coincidental um you know that that has its own like the um, first one the the first guy that they got he was a rugby
2: player right Is it joe reish something like that i don't know that's
3: not a name I've, i've come across
4: Hmm.
2: yeah no i i I believe i I watched i watched something yesterday i thought i had it uh written down Mm -hmm. Um, i
0: mean but obviously they have bigger names like tom cruise and john travolta and
3: kirsty alley Uh, who actually escaped uh, well have you seen her special yes have you we are i've watched all we've watched all three all three seasons of the of, of the show it's it's very well done um you know, particularly because yeah. I think what, uh, we're looking at it as well. She is she and Marty Rathbun, uh, the the, uh, the the I suppose enforcer, you could say, of, of the group. They they were yeah not just castigating the group, but they actually had the they had the humility and the courage to show footage of themselves when they were members proselytizing for the group uh, against their detractors. Uh, you know they, they wanted to show Look a person can change And here is Here is how I was When I was Indoctrinated in this group This is how much A person can be taken over By this group uh, But how much They can learn yeah. afterwards that they've, that they've been misguided I think it was a Very brave A very brave series
2: Yeah So yeah Joe Joe Rich, I believe it's pronounced Reesh Or whatever He's an Australian football player mm-hmm. Who Basically I guess they tell you You have to sign a billion year contract
3: Yeah yeah.
2: That's
0: reasonable. <laughs>
2: yes. And then, you know, you buy, like, he, he says you buy this $3 book and then realize now you have to sp- spend 50 grand to be cleansed. And then if you want to be spiritually free, here's another 75000 that you have to spend. He said he spent about $500,000 $500, to be yeah.
0: cleansed. Yeah, it's a great mm. money-making scheme, which I believe yeah. L. Ron Harbord and his son kind of started off of L. Ron Harbord's science fiction Yeah, lore that he had created, and they turned it into a religion slash just just a money pit. And to get involved into the religion, you have to buy in, and then there are levels of spirituality. I think they call them auditing. Yes. And the higher level you reach, the more you pay, the closer you are to Zenu, who is this alien Uh, being who's see, he's another. <laughs> I don't know if I
3: want to meet Zenu. Have you seen have you both seen The Master, P. T. Anderson's film? No. No, I haven't. Uh, because that's he said in interviews it wasn't based on L. Ron Hubbard. Now I don't know whether he was wanting to avoid Flack or whether because of his relationship having worked with, with Tom Cruise on Magnolia, he thought, I've got to be careful about this. But the it's it's about Joaquin Phoenix's character is an ex-naval seaman who is lost. Uh, and goes to join a group founded by a very charismatic guy. It's Philip Seymour Hoffman, looking so much like L. Ron Hubbard. It's untrue, so that doesn't help. But but again, he's challenged it very very directly by by uh, the I can't remember his character's name is. Uh, and it's clearly it's clearly to do with uh, Scientology. And the one on ones that the two of them have are designed to be like, as I understand it, like auditing sessions. You're not permitted to lie. If you if you're asked a series of questions and you appear to lie, I think it's or you, or you blink, you must go back to the start again. It's an incredibly rigorous process, and that that is is a the, probably the only depiction I think I've seen of of anything approaching that group uh, in a, in a in a fictional setting. Well worth seeing. It's, it's, yeah. it's challenging, but it's it's a great piece of work and great great performances. What's it called again?
1: The, the Master. Master.
3: Two two thousand. Yeah, two thousand and. It, 11, 12, maybe. Um, yeah, it's 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 a great piece of work. I I read a number of books about uh, the, the the group as well. I think one of the things that's dare I say impressive in inverted commas is, is the power that they have in terms of when they campaigned to for, for the for the U.S. government to give them uh, reli- charity status. Yeah. They they bombarded the IRS to the point where eventually the IRS effectively gave in and said, well, we cannot handle the relentless way that your legal team, but also your members, are constantly harassing us to the point where they said, okay, not, and not only did they give them legal charitable status, as part of the deal, as I understand it, they don't just get um, a tax write-off on all the earnings uh, of all the auditing sessions, all the courses. They even managed to extend the, 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 the brief so that the uh, L. Ron Hubbard estate doesn't even pay tax on the proceeds from his science fiction novels either even his personal work is now wow. considered to be tax-free I mean that's the, that's the extent of the of, of this group's power to negotiate a settlement where it doesn't even just extend to the the church's work it's even his personal writings that are that are, are tax-free
0: well if you look at it like his personal writings became the religion so yeah I mean I, I can I can see that um, But uh, to talk about his personal writings, his book, Mm -hmm. Battlefield Earth, which John
3: Travolta pioneered
0: to get it made into a movie. I I think it took him 20 years for it to actually get made into a movie, which is (laughs) often called one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, Is uh, that second to Waterworld? No, uh, with uh, (laughs) Raspberry Awards. The only movie to have beaten it was by Jack and Jill, played by Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler.
3: Okay. Oh dear. Yeah, it's it's certainly an experience. I think, isn't it, uh, that not just him, but I think Barry Pepper, one of the other leads him. I think he might have been a. Uh, yeah, Barry, a Barry Pepper the,
0: plays the
3: uh, the lead. Mm. Yeah, and of course it has like like the the children of God. It has. Um, it's got uh, second generation. Uh, members uh, and uh, yeah, the next wave. If, if you think of of Tom Cruise, uh, Kirstie Alley, and and um, Travolta as being the the first generation, you've got the second generation of of, of prominent celebrities like Giovanni Ribisi, Elizabeth yep. Moss, who I believe is second generation uh, Scientology, and this is not talking out of turn; it's it's documented. Right, and right. Beck, I believe Beck is also a, a second generation member. Uh, no kidding, uh, member. Yeah, actually, um, um,
2: Lisa Marie Presley. Ah. Um Priscilla Presley was a member. Oh, that, that I didn't know.
3: Ooh, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, so I mean, uh, so mm. she's she's second generation. But I mean the 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 list of the list of people is I mean is crazy. You have uh Catherine Bell, Edgar Winter, Giovanni rubisi Isaac Hayes, Jason Lee, mm-hmm. uh Nancy Cartwright, Bart Simpson is a Scientologist.
0: <laughs> oh my. I think Scientology is a great example of this thing that I, I keep saw, I keep witnessing it pop up. Was that the longer a cult exists, it may form a religion. Cult plus time equals religion. Mm, and it's scary to think about how how that actually plays out.
3: Well, yeah. I guess you could say the Christianity was when it when it was first founded in in secrecy. Uh, it was it was a cult. Uh, until it gained enough members, enough of a following, to then, gra- you know, d- take a foothold in society. I guess Mormonism, when it first started, would have been a small, a small group that eventually then expands to become its own, its own, uh, you know, large scale sort of organism of, of of influence. I mean, just going back to the, the thing with Scientology, I suppose the other thing as well is that in my profession, we are by nature people who are seekers, and I, and I can see how. Mm-hmm it's not just the success thing. It's also the fact we tend to be very questioning people. And I think that a group like like Scientology does, it does not prey on that, but I think it does appeal to artists who, who want to gain a better understanding of themselves and a better understanding of, of, of the world as well.
0: Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you think about it, like I, I always use Catholicism as a great example, but say mm-hmm. I started Catholicism today in my basement right, right. here. Everyone Mm -hmm. would think I was a crackpot. I was like, oh, so the son of God came down and then we put him on a cross (laughs) and murdered him. And now we will worship his ghost. Yeah, I'd be an insane person, but billions of people follow that. Right.
2: But it's funny that you mentioned Mormons. I said to Mike the other day, I have a group of like older teenagers that come in there that are part of like the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints kind of thing. Mm Yeah, they, they come in, they all wear name tags and the boys are called elder so-and-so and then the girls are called sister so-and-so. They right. all have the same debit card or credit card or whatever that's all prepaid cards. So somebody is handling their finances. Yeah, I don't know if they have separate bank accounts for themselves. They might, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm just sitting there, I'm looking back and they're very nice people. But I text Mike afterwards, I'm like this is weird.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I suppose you know the degree to which it becomes a problem also is whether you find that these groups can coexist with everyone. Yeah. If there's no, if there's no, no there's no nefarious kind of uh, agenda going on. If they can coexist, if somebody can say to you, "Okay, our belief system, like Shintoism in in Japan, when when we went over to Japan, one of the things I thought was lovely about Shintoism as a concept is that it, although it's it, it's it's polytheistic. They believe there's a soul to literally everything. It can coexist. You could be, you could be a, a, a Shintoist and be a Buddhist. You could be a Shintoist and, and practice any other faith. Where I think it's a problem is when someone says, not only is our faith great, but you should practice ours to the exclusion of all others. That's when mm-hmm. I think it starts to become a problem. But when a group says no, our, our belief system coexists with everything else. Uh, what we believe is, it, we, we welcome everyone in of all of all faiths, uh, and and we're completely inclusive of anything anything you have as a belief system. It's, I think it's the separation. I think that's part of the the problem. The separation that 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 distinguishes and creates tension between different different groups, yeah, and mistrust.
2: But so, as you mentioned earlier, you mentioned David Koresh. We haven't really talked about the the Branch Davidians. Yet. Hey, b- mm. before
0: before we go uh, talking about rock star David Koresh, could we just say that <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard did put out some space jazz? Oh, hey, right. it, it, it is worth it is worth checking out. I mean, it kind of sounds <laughs> like early '90s video game music, but
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like it, it's teams. not. Bad.
2: <laughs> so yeah, apparently the Branch Davidians have been around for a very long time.
0: 1955.
2: Ah.
0: it started as seventh day adventists right.
2: right and then so it was uh god what was his name rodin Rodin. i don't know how you want to pronounce it um they set themselves in uh near near waco texas mm-hmm. and basically
3: david koresh came over and took over right i thought he was the founder there you go oh, uh, was, uh, yeah he joined uh, in
0: 1981 and he mm-hmm. was a member until people started leaning towards him, and he actually took over in 1990, so almost 40 years later.
2: Yeah, so he basically had a modern-day, like, duel to the death kind of thing.
3: So presumably, if they called Branch Davidians, was that a reference to... Would there, there must have been a name then before that. I'm assuming that Branch Davidians is a reference to David.
2: Yeah, so basically, uh, the Davidians, in 1942, um, they basically renamed... The group to the davidian seventh day adventists davidian basically indicating that the belief in the restoration of the davidic kingdom kingdom of israel
3: oh, okay king david okay
4: mm-hmm. mm.
2: but yeah so basically this guy hotef um he died in 1955 uh, his wife florence took over and then a bunch of people that kind of switched roles but yeah koresh came in in the early 80s and just basically said all right i'm in charge yeah well i
0: mean he kind of wowed everyone everyone took yeah. him as the new messiah and mm-hmm. he, he never said he was jesus he said he was the person to open the first seal because he believed in the seventh seals and he was the one to kind of usher the way for when jesus were to come
3: that's a key right. thing isn't it the the leader who says i've got uh like I suppose it, 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 Joseph Smith. I have privileged knowledge. Uh, I might not say I'm the Messiah, but what I have got is privileged knowledge that makes me special. Uh, I am yeah. the 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 conduit between between you guys and the 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 infinite, and so that yeah. makes that automatically makes me a vital person to 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 look up to. And I am, kind of brilliant because
0: he's he's not completely infallible, but he's better than everyone else.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I serve in, in the same way that actually within within sacrilege, uh, the movie, it, the the cult of Maybon functions on three levels. There is the acolytes. There is myself as the as the the the, the father of the cult, and there is Maybon who we worship. So it sort of works on on three levels. I am I am, the, I am uh, looking after my flock, but I serve a a, a bigger a bigger deity. Someone who's bigger than than me, so it's one of those groups where the leader isn't saying. I suppose in in Koresh's case, they're, they're not saying I am the fountain of wisdom. What they're saying is I serve. I I'm you know I'm possessed of privileged knowledge, but I also serve a bigger a bigger um, deity than 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 me and you. So I have to have a bit of humility, but like I say it also gives me a get out in right, the yeah. event <laughs> that I'm fallible. It's like well, yeah, you know, what did I know? You know, uh, I'm only human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so Koresh was one. I mean, he he had
2: many wives. Basically, I mean, he just did what God told him to do. Mm-hmm.
0: God told me to sleep with your wife. And I, <laughs> I don't want to, but God said do it. So you know.
3: Always good get out for serial killers like um, like uh, David Berkowitz. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't me. I'm not responsible. I'm a conduit for somebody else's ideas. Yeah.
2: Well, the dog told me to do it that's yeah. yes. <laughs> an, unu- it's an, it's an unusual defense strategy <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah i mean another musician i mean some of the stuff that they played on the on the documentary i watched was really good stuff he seemed really talented
0: that song mm-hmm. madman yeah mm-hmm. it, it sounds like a, a late 80s like rock ballad it was pretty good
2: yeah uh-huh i mean <laughs> he moves them to this compound in in waco and now, I mean, there's still debate as to who kind of started the whole thing, as to like, you know, did the, did the ATF like start the siege or did?
3: Have you ever listened to Bill Bill Hicks? Uh, he he did a, a a piece about it where he was very much on the side of of it was uh, unnecessary force. It yeah. was absolutely unnecessary
0: force. So yeah. David Koresh rode around town in like a, like a very flashy sports car. They could have just pulled him over it any point in time i think yeah
2: they I, have multiple times i think multiple times to this, take him. this was i think to
0: show hey look look what we did we brought down this cult and it was
3: it was trying to get a promotion he, he'd said that there's this footage of it and i think i, I there's a two-part documentary I, i'd watched recently and it, it seems to give credence to the idea that there were bradley tanks that went in and were shooting flames into the compound uh so yeah the idea of of a proportionate response it's that's a very it's a very very difficult argument to 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 make uh when like you said they could have perhaps apprehended him at any time and when when he's effectively using people as a human shield possibly um well i mean there's also audio of, of him basically saying it's like
2: hey you know why why don't we just talk about this yeah yeah like let's just talk about it we'll work it out and of course, you know, there was people saying like, yeah, you no, know, we're, we're fine. We're happy to be here. We're, you know, we're, we're doing this under our own free will.
0: Well, I mean, during yeah. the, the initial raid, I mean, there was an exchange of gunfire. Yeah, Six people died. I think that's six branch Davidians, four people from the ATF and FBI died. And then they had a 51 day siege. I mean, everyone was on end by yeah. the end. It's, it's hard to say. I think they should have gone about it a different way, but they didn't, and 76 people died, I believe.
3: Mm. Has there been anything, uh, has, has there been a, a, a fictionalized version of, of, of the story in any, in any yes. context? Yes, whole... there
0: was a great uh, movie. It was like a four-part series, I believe on A&E, called Waco, and it is yeah. definitely worth checking That's out. Right. It is an amazing right. job.
3: Great, great. Um, just going back to a little sidebar for a moment. Uh, for yeah. those who haven't seen it, Guyana tragedy, the three-hour TV movie about Guyana with Powers Booth is excellent. He's an is an excellent uh, uh, Jim Jones. Just a little little sidebar from from mm-hmm. that. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, my, my, the knowledge I have at all of any sort to do with 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 Waco really is the is the is the um, the siege. That's that's it. That's all. That's the main thing I've 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 seen of it in terms of documentaries. I mean, I
2: remember that being on the news like constantly. Mm. I mean, I mean, we were Me um, too.
3: not to make you
2: feel old, but like Mike and I were twelve. Yeah, well, you know. When,
0: I don't. I don't remember it at all to tell you the truth.
2: Oh, I do. I I remember it being. I, I don't know what it was about. I I didn't really pay attention. I just mm. remember Waco, Texas. Like even as like an adult, like that was probably the first time I ever heard about Waco, Texas. Yeah. So as I heard it as an adult, I'm like, what the hell happened in Waco, Texas? And then, you know, eventually I, I read up about it.
3: But I remember it being on the news over here. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is. I, it's, um, I can't remember if if, if if the Heaven's Gate suicide pact was on the news over, over here. I certainly came across that from documentaries that were probably uh, contemporary. By the way, just as a, another little yeah. sidebar, are you guys familiar with uh, our documentary maker, Louis Theroux?
2: No, uh, not particularly. No. He's,
3: he's a British guy. Uh, he, he, uh, he did a, a show with Michael Moore called TV Nation. He's very tall, wears, wears glasses. He's, he's an interviewer who, who did a lot of series over in America called uh, Weird Weekends and things, where he would interview people who are on the fringes of society, people who are hypnotists, uh, wrestlers, porn actors, survivalists, UFO cultists. He did um, a documentary. He tried to do a documentary about Heaven's Gate. And he actually interviewed um, Marshall Applewhite very briefly. And it was actually about the same month that that Applewhite put up a press release saying, uh, you know, uh, or or, or some sort of internal memo to his staff mentioning about uh, the the suicide pact. It was about the same month, March 1997, that Louis tried to get an interview with him. And uh, he said something along the lines of, well, we don't want to do that because it, it doesn't really... It's on Wiki- Wikipedia. It's something like um, it doesn't really align with our views at the moment or something. But in his book that uh, my, my, my girlfriend uh, has got, I, I've not read it yet, he wrote a book where he, he goes back and interviews various people. And one of the people he he has a chapter on is one of the survivors of, of Heaven's Gate. Um, so, yeah, so in that same period in which the, the suicide pact was planned, one of our own interviewers was, was was trying to get an interview with with the founder of the group the, the very same month they were planning planning their uh, their exit strategy. So uh, ah, you know wow. it's, it's a shame that that never got to you know he, he he wasn't able to whether it be intercept him or or just to have him talk uh, about the, the the mindset of a group just as they're planning the the most awful um, you know uh, demise I suppose you'd say yeah
0: yeah and to speak on Heaven's Gate. So I had heard that there are still two active members, and obviously their website's still going. Their website looks like it's probably the original website. It looks very from like nineteen
2: ninety four. It looks very old school. <laughs>
0: like there's, yeah. there's this like you know words flashing at the top. They yeah. got their you know Heaven's Gate funny logo. So yeah. made
2: with Netscape Navigator. But they they actually said if you
0: if you would like more information or you're yeah. thinking about joining, reach out to rep at heavensgate.com so of course i reached out because i'm very interested they got back <laughs> to me within like an hour it was very very quick i i'd uh, said i would like a ticket to ride where do i inquire <laughs> they sent me a link to 16 videotapes where we could watch basically all of marshall applewhite in his whole crazy eyedness um and then an address to send $30 to so I can buy their book. And that's it. So let me get
3: this straight. Are they, are they saying that they, is this, is this like a, um, a heritage sort of archive site talking about the group? Or are they saying they're actually still perpetuating the cult? Are they still saying that they're, they're actively recruiting members for it?
0: So it made me believe when I first looked at the site that they're actively recruiting members because they're still saying that they can catch a ride on another comment if it comes back there's a whole new page kind of denouncing suicide um but it, it's it's a the whole page is just drawn out words and they only mention suicide once in quotations so they're not even denouncing it in their it's it's very creepy <laughs> and i believe that there are still a couple people that do believe that they can still ascend to the next level
4: mm. wow
3: you think you think with space travel uh, becoming a reality eventually, you think well actually, hopefully that would kind of negate the, the need to actually <laughs> to kill yourself to do it. You could just you know if you can afford it, hitch a ride on a on a on a shuttle and and, and do it while you're still alive. You're right. <laughs> just just catch,
0: catch a ride with Elon Musk and you can go exactly. Up. But yeah. although yeah. Na- now it costs you thirty dollars as opposed to five seventy five.
3: <laughs> well, inflation. And just make sure you don't blow up on re-entry. That would that would uh, mm. that, that puts a damper on it. Well, I mean, why were they doing
0: it two days in a row? That was, <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: but to kind of get into like a newer one, like um, Ian had mentioned when we were going back and forth, is Nexium. I mean, mm. this is insane.
3: You've seen the ne- the Netflix series? I started. It. I haven't finished oh. it yet. It's um. It, it's
2: yeah.
3: It's crazy. I, uh I don't uh well whether classed as a spoiler the, the the aspect of their group I found really, really interesting and unusual um is this aspect of female empowerment through self-enslavement yeah, which yeah. we'll come across later on. It's a very very dubious concept, especially because it's a female member of the group who was pushing this on on members the idea being that you uh, become subordinate to uh, a female or a male member of the group and you effectively become their slave and by becoming their slave you are finding a level of enlightenment fulfillment and liberation so you are becoming you are liberated by being someone else's slave That is, it's it's one of the darkest concepts I think I've ever I've ever come across for a belief system.
0: Dominus Obsequis Sororium. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's the group where uh, women get branded. Yeah, and are forced into sexual slavery. If that doesn't scream feminism, I don't know what does.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that it's a female member of the group who I believe is one of the ones that's being taken to court as a as a, as a prime mover in the group. It, it, it's it's a it's a female member of the group who was the one who was effectively leading the 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 that that side of the the operation.
2: Well, well there's um, a couple. There's there's Nancy Salzman, who mm-hmm. I, I believe like. Keith Rainier's like first girlfriend or whatever it was uh-huh. um, hired her she's like a known hypnotist or or something like that like she hired her just like dude my boyfriend's batshit crazy can you just kind of take a look like see what this is all about and then Nancy goes she's like yeah he's a sociopath like you, you don't even know like what this dude is about And and then he turned his charm onto her and now they're together and she became like his like number two and then they ended up getting the actress allison mack who Mm -hmm. was on smallville yeah and she ended up becoming a key recruiter and yes um you know part of that whole you know slave thing
3: she's the one that's that's mentioned late later on in the in in the series as being that uh, a prime mover in that in that level of uh, well, not recruitment, but that level. I suppose of t- of taking members and taking them to another level of of, of personal fulfillment. In, in inverted commas, I believe that the I think the, the next series of it that they may be looking at doing is one that I think will deal with the with the uh, the court cases that yeah. that, are, that are following on from it.
2: But but it's it's mm. funny because you know he built whatever he started whatever company I, I forget what it was called um, CBI or something like that. Where it was basically like a pyramid scheme, like Amway. Mm-hmm. Kind, yeah. of, kind of thing and all i could think of is I, I went to one of these things one of my friends from high school i'm not going to say his name
4: mm-hmm.
2: and um it wasn't me it, it, wasn't, me. <laughs> no, it wasn't it wasn't me. i'll tell you later but um no so he calls me one night and this is we're 18 years old it was like right after we graduated high school and he's like he's like dude we're gonna go to this meeting it was called um Quickstar another one of those pyramid schemes right yeah kind of thing so we drive probably an hour north of where we are we go to this this meeting all these people are dressed up they're all and they go through this whole thing about how the whole pyramid scheme thing like works and you're gonna have like a house you're gonna have this giant house you're gonna have a giant house for your dog you're gonna have like seven cars like and all this Mm -hmm. stuff and i'm sitting there i'm like this is a goddamn cult yeah (laughs) yeah i'm like this is ridiculous and the whole ride home he's like dude you gotta get your you know get your pair this is get everybody involved i'm like dude you're going nuts right now i'm like i don't know what is up with you
3: yeah it does it does actually it does play into the whole the whole cult aspect, doesn't it? Because you you always find that when they do those giant um, conferences, there's always a leader, whether it be the guy who now runs the company or the guy who founded it, who everyone else is treating as this incredible messiah of business, who who you want to please, and and you need to in order to move up through the levels, you recruit lots and lots of other people. I think Nexium was the same the same way, where there's an emphasis on recruiting the levels below you, who then yeah. recruit the levels below below them, exactly, uh, and the yeah. massive pressure that's put on you to 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 effectively become were just a, a sales vehicle for for, yeah. for for more and more people. But mm. I mean, you had you had some big dollar people that got involved
2: in this. I mean, you had the the, the guy, the, the Seagram guy. Uh, yes. His name um, Bronfen. Bron- yes. men Bron- Bron-
3: Bronfen. It wasn't his daughter, I think, who was who was who yeah. was involved because Edgar Bronfen, I think, is is I think they bought out one of the major studios at one point. They were gigantically wealthy. Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah. No, the two it, his two daughters billions.
2: were involved. He probably spent. I'm not, actually, I don't have a dollar amount of how much like he put into this thing, mm-hmm. but he eventually was just like, ah, like th- this whole thing's bullshit. I got to get my daughters out. But I guess like they kind of went
3: their separate ways. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she she eventually re- realized it's 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 just not a. I suppose the the hypnosis eventually is going to break, isn't it? It's one of the things that the series does, which is it's poignant. is the degree to which the the some of the most important members suddenly realise that everything they've believed they believed is is hinged on nothing. It's it's just a nothingness. Yeah. Uh. And but it's been a it's been a mass hallucination. They've had to keep going for themselves. And if they have any doubts, it's like, yeah. do I dare tell my friend, stroke girlfriend, whatever, or wife? Do I dare tell her? Maybe I'll get ratted on to, 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 to the founder for it. But also, it's like, if I reveal that, that I know I'm being duped, what does that say about me? So there's the pressure on you to think, no, no, this must be real. Because if, it, if it's not real, I am a fool. Uh, and then you, know, you get all the self-generated pressure on you to, to, to keep the myth going. Because otherwise, what does it say about you? Uh, it's it's right. the, the stress of these people must be absolutely e- enormous and ruinous to, the, to their lives. So I guess like he was actually interviewed by Forbes magazine,
4: mm-hmm.
2: Rainier. And I guess the, the interview got back to Edgar uh, Bronkman. Mm-hmm. And he, he just kind of replies with, I think this is actually a cult. <laughs> and then I think that's when when yeah. when his you know the gears started to like turn. And he's just like, uh, okay, this is a problem. Yeah. But I I know he he was in debt for I don't know six hundred thousand dollars, seven hundred thousand dollars, whatever it was, and brought his girlfriend down with him because like her name was on all the stuff too. Yeah. But yeah, and then it just transformed into that whole female slave. Uh, yeah, sex slave that, kind of kind of thing. You
3: know. that, that's yeah, that's an aspect of that particular group. I, I've never come across in any in any other context. the 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 idea of that, especially I suppose now, if you consider the Me Too movement, you do. I can't remember what period that, that they instigated that particular philosophy, but I'm wondering. If, they, if there's any tie-in with it where they're thinking, okay, well, because now female empowerment is such, a, is such a big issue. How can we try and find a way of making what we want you to do seem like it ties in with the zeitgeist of, 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 of empowerment? Well, there's a lot of, I suppose their aspect is, there's a lot of freedom within giving up control. If you give your right. control to somebody else, is that also a form of freedom? I don't have to make decisions for myself. I am, right. I am free. But again, it's like, well, you're serving someone else's agenda, uh, usually a guy, <laughs> right. um, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, their so
2: their court case is still ongoing. As mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, I mean, Rainier's lawyers just basically took up and left. So mm.
3: <laughs> who, who knows what's I- going on that? It doesn't bode well, does it? (laughs) So he hasn't fired them. They voluntarily quit. They voluntarily quit. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. So like we were talking about before, the difference between cults back in the 70s, where it, it seemed like a lot of people on the fringe, hippies, people that could just go into the jungle and just live off the land. Whereas now it seems like cults are more like corporations and big business and yeah. the, the internet and social media takes a a big responsibility you could be in a cult and not even be in the same country as other members it's it's yeah. scary how how different cults yeah, are yeah at now. one
3: point it it seemed like and maybe that ties in with the thing about you know a lot of them originating in the 70s They they initially seemed very benign and they were about exploring yourself and and um reaching a level of, of consciousness. But if you look at people like um, Werner Erhardt, the founder of EST, and it's it's also morphed into an organisation. I won't mention their name over here because I've got two friends uh, who, at least two friends, who've been through courses of this group. The funny thing about organisations like that is it's extremely difficult to even define what they're trying to give you and how you quantify it when you've got it. I, mean, I don't know if you've ever seen, um, have you seen the... Uh, Burt Reynolds, Chris Christopherson uh, movie, semi-tough.
2: I've heard it's of a, it. I haven't seen it's,
3: it. It's 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 a jock, good old boy sort of comedy. But there's a great bit because it's made in '77. I think it it came out where they go they go to a, a, a what is effectively a, a '70s human potential cult group, and it's one of the subplots of the movie. And it's called I think it's called it, and and the parody of it, of the idea is that you have these people sitting in this room. And the the leader is effectively saying to them in his in his uh, three piece suit and 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 the and the 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 charm of it, you know, you will know when you've got it. So it's like you you can't define uh, how you know you've reached consciousness, but it's this it's this idea that eventually you will suddenly dawn on you that you've become an actualized person. You you will find th- the meaning of your life, and so there's all these co- confused people that are taking part in this mass hallucination where it's like well. I, I don't understand really even what I'm supposed to be gaining from this. But then somebody will stand up. I think one character says, "I just peed my pants and I feel great." <laughs> it's like I mean, someone else goes, I, "What a I, relief! I get it. I've I've got it." It's like <laughs> you know you can't. It, it's 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 something indefinable that's supposed to be about me and the me generation of finding myself out. But yeah, it seems to have been somehow perverted into into material. Material rewards and and moving up through society and like you say, corporations. It's become nothing to do with actualizing yourself as a person, but to do with how do you then achieve you know financial goals. How do you have like conspicuous consumption to say I'm successful? Uh, it, it's it's become a lot more perverted and a lot less innocent of what of what those groups are supposed to be about in terms of how, how you gain and how you improve and develop as a as a person so we also wanted to maybe talk about some movies mm-hmm. favorite cult movies wow cult i mean classics if cult, you will, cult classics <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly yeah well apparently that about... makes a
2: difference when you search in google <laughs>
3: <laughs> especially now when you, when you consider the 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 level of films that are, that are trying to be forced cult, cult movies you can even see yeah. it in the titles. You know, we've had like Cockneys versus Zombies and whatever, or the, the Sharknado movies. Where it's like we're trying to, we, or, or Snakes on a Plane. We're going to try and make you think this is crap, but it's going to be cult states. You can't, you can't force that. But yeah, movies about cults. Um, already mentioned The Devil Rides Out as a, as a key yeah. satanic cult movie. How about uh, one of my absolute favorites is, is The Wicker Man?
2: yeah actually david creed had commented on my instagram when i had posted up that we were going to be doing this he goes ah lord summer's Isle is probably my favorite
3: <laughs> yeah yeah you can see you can see aspects of that within the paganism of, of uh within within sacrilege yeah uh and it has that that aspect of charm that aspect of you can see why people would get hooked into a group like this what is there not to like about this yeah. organized this 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 land of plenty and beautiful people and everyone appears to be living the life that they absolutely want to live uh providing are yeah. part of the community <laughs> uh yeah but one of one mm. of my favorites and you know i mentioned
2: it to you yesterday was rosemary's baby yes where i mean i i I saw this movie for the first time a little while back and I'm watching this as an adult going, this is kind of terrifying for the time. It just, you know, you have this woman who's pregnant and isolated. She has no idea really how she got pregnant. She got raped by a bunch of cult members mm-hmm. and now she's carrying Satan's baby. And everybody is involved with this thing except for her, like, like her doctor, like even her doctor, it it, it was, it was really unsettling
3: and the fact also that, that almost the entire movie takes place in daylight in an urban city how how often yeah. do you see a horror movie that that doesn't even need to take place under the cover of dark it, it's 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 just out there in in you know you everyone's an individual in the city anyone is 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 prey and like you say if everyone within your group uh, even your doctor they're all in on it where where do you go uh you just and eventually uh, she says she thinks, "Oh, well, am I being paranoid? Because everywhere I look, I'm seeing people that seem to be part right. of this. Is it me that has the problem? Am I wrong?" <laughs> yeah, you know, right. it makes you question yourself. Right. Yes. Right. Fabulous piece of work.
2: Well, in the meantime, mm. you know, her, her her husband basically sold his career, his movie acting career. You know, he sold the baby basically for the acting career, if I remember right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And how great is it that as well that you don't they don't try and show you a, a prosthetic baby you get a, a quick very quick almost subliminal glimpse of the eyes, but it's it's left to you subjectively to look into the into the cradle right. as she does and think, what on earth have i how, have have I produced <laughs> uh, it's left to right. your, to your subjective imagination, yeah fabulous fabulous piece of work,
0: yeah, so for movies talking about all in the sunlight, I was thinking about going with midsummer because that's a great cult but Mm. what scared me as a kid the cult that like really stuck with me was the thuggy cult from temple of doom
3: okay (laughs) yes yeah yeah Yeah, that's that's a that's a, a that's a that's a workable idea yeah yeah so
0: so that was more of a kind of a group drug type of deal because everyone was under this same hallucinization and they all worshipped Kali Ma, But that scene with the heart—oh mm-hmm. my god!
3: How that got past the censors, either in America or over here, is—it's it's, 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 uh, it's, uh, anyone's guess.
2: Yeah, I was—I was talking to a kid at work, and we were debating whether or not we would consider that actually a cult, or whether or not it was just like a, an old community to, that just. Keeps going with old traditions, but I'm like, isn't that kind of like the same thing?
4: Like no, know is- it,
0: it was definitely a cult, and they even like alluded to it earlier in the movie when they had the big uh, buffet or the the dinner scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So traditionally in that country, everyone's vegetarian, and they show you that they're eating like monkey brains and eyeballs. There's like all these clues that there's something nefarious going on underneath the surface, and it it was. Because that one crazy guy was trying to get the three stones together.
3: Yeah, you wonder as well whether one of the differentiators, or more than one of the di- differentiators, is is it secrecy, is it the degree to which members are expected to do things which are that that are transgressive, you know, that that, that just cross cross the boundaries of what you're expected to do. I mean, the 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 uh, members who throw themselves off the uh, off the, the the sort of the, the the cliff face there to their death, that kind of thing. Oh, the Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's it's things like that are just uh, that that to me marks out maybe a more of a of a cult group than than something that's simply a a a social group. Because otherwise, could you could you then include the village? You know, have you seen uh, M. Night Shyamalan's The Village? Yes. Uh, they effectively they you could argue they're a cult because their belief system means that they they've shunned the outside world they've set up a a hermetically sealed community of people whose beliefs aren't shared by everybody else um but there's nothing there's nothing wrong with what they what they're doing they're not trying to affect the outside world and right they just kind of want to
2: be themselves and kind of not let you know not let anybody out let just scare the scare the kids out of you know trying to leave saying there's you know monsters yeah. or whatever that, you and when you know, discover
3: that the, i mean in the end when you discover that the, the whole reason for it is because they rejected the violence of the modern day world i found that ending really moving actually yeah. when you think you think that's why they did it it's it's not because they they were arrogant in their beliefs it's just it's that they were frightened they were frightened of our world and and mm-hmm. and, and what could happen to their kids and they thought the best way to protect them is to take them entirely away you could argue they're a a, a cult in that respect um have you seen either either of you the 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 two films that came out in america in 75 that both deal with weirdly enough um black-robed um monk-like cults in the american desert race with the devil and the devil's reign
0: i think Ooh. i saw race with the devil yes
3: no i didn't i didn't i mean i watched uh kind of speed-watched the devil's reign uh, last night they're not i don't think they're very good films but race with the devil has a great ending um, you know, in the fact that it, with the group, you're never allowed to see the members close up. You can't interact with them; they're kind of r- remote figures. But right at the very end of the movie, when the the four friends try and drive off in the in the RV, and it's they can't, and suddenly they're surrounded by a ring of fire, and the and the group are outside the ring, claiming them. They are now their sacrifice brilliant ending to a to a you know a, a really so-so movie but that, yeah that's 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 a great a great way of, of giving you a downbeat ending that says you don't escape you don't escape from from from, from us
4: uh, now, what about
3: Suspiria yeah but, you could argue Suspiria is a cult couldn't you in terms of the, I'm just, the ballet school just
2: kind yeah. of just, just yeah. think, thought of it off the top of my head because yeah
3: the sort of the, the, the three mothers aspect of it and the and the school and and, and what that stands for yeah that, that's that's a I, said, I mean a, they 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 kept
2: they kept her from you know uh, was it she was staying with a friend outside the school i think it was and then they mm-hmm. pulled her back in said she was like sick and you know she had
3: her special like meal at the end of the night and yeah and there's that oppressive atmosphere isn't there within within yeah. the, the school within the group yeah that 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 fits it's funny because when I, when I was thinking uh, about the the aspect of the different types of groups it even made me think of films which which as i said before about the political aspect of it films that you wouldn't even qualify as as, as horror movies um i was thinking about for example you know the 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 middle i guess right, like the middle act of eyes wide shut yeah Have you've seen eyes the the what is effectively that that um mask wearing cult uh in the the mansion house um to me that they they satisfy that the the demand of a cult because their practices are essentially, borderline evil, and you're never allowed to see what the members look like. When I, when I saw that at the cinema, I, it, it was, I, it's like a, I didn't even remember breathing for that entire sequence because as Cruz comes in, there's the paranoia, the constant fear of, are, are they going to find out that I'm not one of them? And the fact that he's, he's told that within that group, you will never know the identities of any of the people in those rooms. They're wearing the masks. They are the elite of society and they can do anything they want you'll never know who they are but they run the world and the oppressive atmosphere is going around it and uh, that deep piano note that you hear that that to me is one of the best depictions i know of, of somebody walking into a, a, a what is effectively a, a secret malevolent society like that uh, and the, the atmosphere is is brilliant brilliantly done
0: brilliantly done by kubrick and kind of a swan song and a lot of people look very deeply into his work thinking did mm-hmm. he know something about the elite and the so-called mm-hmm. behind the curtain of who's running the world it's
1: yeah it's something yeah
3: yeah it's it's you know you if you if we are looking at the definitions we discussed at the beginning of what classifies a group as a cult well why couldn't that be uh, something that is that is so secret and, and pulls the strings of society? that It doesn't need to be people wearing black robes and carrying curved daggers and sacrificing people or, or, or whatever. It can be something as, as, as subtle as the people who run the world uh, and there are a certain number of them carrying out whatever it is they want to do but having the power to ensure you will never be able to um, identify them. Or bring them to to justice. Uh, they are they operate entirely under their under their own rules and their own leaders. Yeah,
0: right. Now before we uh, end it, I did want to get to one movie and talk about one cult in particular. Ooh. The movie *Sacrilege* with Father Saxon and Maybon. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Well, Maybon uh, is is a, a, a true. Uh, in inverted commas, um, pagan sort of deity, really. Um, paganism is a difficult thing to define because there's so many different versions of it—Wicca and and Druidism and so on. But she is a symbol of of I guess rebirth, of plenty. She's a symbol of harvest, the the harvesting of of, of goods, the 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 casting out of old, and the bringing in of the new. Uh, and that's something we we talk about within the within the, the the movie and um as father saxon i am there to help my members purge themselves of the old and and and, and bring in the new and a, there's a luxuriousness to it and it's a sensual uh quality and when we bring in these four uh the, the four young uh lady characters who are, who are all friends on the surface we appear to be just the most wonderful benign woods subwoodstock kind of party uh people in 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 the woods but what they don't realize is that there is a purpose to what we do uh, and there is an agenda to to what we do and in the course of the movie you get to find out what exactly that is
0: i'm very excited to find out what that is <laughs> I, I really can't
3: wait i'm
2: well we have what about 9 days uh Sweet yes
3: seventh, yes sixth, sixth So it's uh yes it's ten days, ten yeah. days away, mm. and um, ten days away. Yeah, and I hope you I hope you enjoy it. It's a uh, it's a great deal of fun to make, and it's made by fans who 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 love the genre. I mean, David and myself are enormous horror buffs, and we share a lot of the same references. Yeah. You know, when I was reading the script. I was like, well, Did you intend to? yes <laughs> was that it yes <laughs> it's a lot of the same the same touch points of movies which is which is which is which is wonderful you know and hopefully fans of the genre will will pick up on that and 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 uh and and see it as a part of that whole the whole pantheon of of cult related movies yeah
2: yeah i I'm, I'm i'm excited
3: <laughs> great stuff great Fabulous. Right, um
2: i think that's that's kind of a kind of kind of about it we've that at this almost two hours now I mean, a, good, a great two hours no it was it, mm. don't 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 get me wrong I, I'm not but no I had a lot of fun with this actually I mean we could talk to you all day just oh it's it's just it's, with hard knowledge
3: this, this this is my my feel I, I'm not really a big fan of social media as such but I love yeah, the podcast form—it's a great way to be able to share and find out what you guys are into as well. It's you know, in a in a talk show format or whatever, it tends to be a very short sound bites. So I think the great thing about podcasts is you can have a conversation and you can really get into a subject. And that that's that's something I find and that's really, really all
2: I feel like it should be is yeah. just a conversation. You know, it shouldn't be like an interview. It shouldn't be like it just just talk back and forth. You know, that, 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 that's all.
3: Ooh. Mmm. That's a, there's a, there's a note to end up on. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fabulous. <laughs> Grand, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that would be that, that, that would be fantastic. Which would, which I, would be great. I, I yeah.
2: Just let me know. Let us know. Yeah. Oh, Jeremy yeah, we'll and I do.
0: haven't even been in the same room in a while.
2: I
3: know. <laughs> uh, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but but now yeah, hopefully we'll when the when the gates open up and and uh, we can eventually start to to mix again. You know, uh, all things are possible, uh, and that would be lovely. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
4: But yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, so before we go, you don't have to follow me. Only you can set me free. I sell the things you need to be. I'm the smiling face on your TV. I'm the cult of personality. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been listening to that song a lot this last week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for uh, being a part of this. Absolutely.
3: Indeed. Take care, both of you. Thanks again. Take care.
2: All right, man. I think that was a great show.
3: That was an awesome show. I mean,
2: I feel like we could talk to him for hours. Yes. Very easy to talk to. Um,
0: Hopefully very easy to listen to. As always, you can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever the hell you want to listen to your podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Fans of the Dead One.
2: You can catch us on Instagram, Fans of the Dead One, Facebook, Fans of the Dead
0: fans of the dead on youtube check out our channel there if you want to leave us any type of feedback that's fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear
2: from you yeah
0: i think that just about does it
2: i think it does remember sacrilege march 16th
0: i'm really going to be in line at walmart waiting for that i'm going to take a unnecessary break or very necessary break at work and i'm just going to bounce to walmart absolutely as always have fun be safe peace do you feel blame are you mad uh, do you feel like who's
4: get 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 get